Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I'm your host, Sally Goldner. I use the pronoun she, her. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Kulin Nations, known as Nam, and we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in from whichever lands you are on. Hello to any First Nations people from around the world. And we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the program. Uh, you can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line, and no Elimination Chamber spoilers. I wasn't getting up at four in the morning to watch it, um, otherwise you'd have a very sleepy presenter today. Um, and you can look for posts on Facebook on 3CR 855 AM Melbourne's page, my page, Sally Goldner, and um, also you can... Um, um, I'm now on Instagram. I've caught up to 2017, like the cool kids or something like that. And I'm also there at Sal Gold Said So as well, although I'm not really sure what... Pictures will do, and I'm not on TikTok, so don't look for me there. And if um, your internet's working on another planet, please let us know. Remember, any opinions on this show are my own and not those of any organisation with which I've been associated in the past or presently associated. Not There could be triggering stuff on the program today. Just in, no, I can't think of anything specific, but if at any time there is, you can call switch, um, QLife, including Switchboard, on 1-800-1845-27 or Rainbow Door 1-800-729-367, or SMS Rainbow Door 0480-017-246. Well, uh, as per the social media posts, I'm going to get some um, interaction going today. And um, the uh, issue that came to mind was after Pride March. And it's something I've felt for a few years now, uh, at the end of Pride March, um, when, I, when I'm able to feel, we won't mention 2018 after the 40 degree one where I collapsed in a heap for 45 minutes and said I'd never do um, Pride in that heat again as much as I love it. And the next year, of course, we moved to an 11 o'clock start. It was just as warm, but there was more shade and less heat of the day um, overall. And then 2020, it was cooler. We had May in 2021 where I actually went to wear tights and then we were back this year. Now, I love Pride March and Carnival, which I'm also going to touch on in other contexts today. Um, the build up as you go around and see people, particularly this year after so much isolation, um, the march itself, the interactions with spectators that I've had over the years, mainly positive and on a buy note, um, overwhelmingly um, positive on buy this year. Sadly, there's been biphobic chants from the crowd at times totally positive there's my tribe this year yay bye people yay yay yeah i think the bee has buzzed in and we're not going to sting anyone at all unless you ask we can we, can be, we believe in consent and so the pride march is great and then what happens at the end this is what i want to talk about and before i go further i want to put this in context i totally want to acknowledge the huge job midsummer does on everything including pride march and particularly the last two years i'm a fan of them i have no beef with them if there's disagreements, I can agree to disagree. And so I want this to be hugely constructive. But what happens for me is this, or you get to the end and you've oh, got to wait half an hour in a food queue. Oh, what is there to say? Something happening on a stage yet? What if you don't drink? 
it just all dissipates. And that's both the energy itself on the day and thereafter. And so I'm wanting people's suggestions on what we can do about this today. Um, post under the posts on Facebook. Message me by all the means that I mentioned. Love to have your thoughts because I just feel like it's this huge waste. Now, I've spoken to a few people about this. Now, granted, not a random sample during the week, but all had win much in the same ballpark and yet different perspectives um, that I've had thus far. But I'd love to get a few of yours first. Um, what happens after Pride? And I spoke to Grant Gain, granted not a random sample. One person feels the same up at uh, Mardi Gras in Sydney. You know, if you're not a dance party, doof, doof, whatever else um, the stereotypes are, um, what do you do? So how do we, in the words of our opening track by Kevin Johnson, originally on his 1980s album, um, In the Spirit of the Times, create a state of change? So there's the, the theme for today um, in tune and also the issue how do we just sort of keep that energy after Pride March? We've finished marching and then beyond. Well, how do we you know, catch lightning in a bottle, so to speak, or something like that? There's lots of other things I want to talk about today. It's a bit of a news catch-up. I wanted to get um, the fabulous Peter on last week. Don't forget to buy the book that he's edited and contributed to, and declaring that I am a non-paid contributor as well, Outspoken, which is now at Hares and Hyenas as of um, about a week ago. Um, just happened um, just after the show last week. So you can get it, go down and visit them in person or order online or get it off um, the more broader commercial company. But um, my question is, um, you know, there's lots of other things to talk about. And um, I'm going to do a couple of messages first. I'm sorry I missed this one last week, Gabriel, just before the first show of the year, about 20 minutes before. And I think this is a good question. So Gabriel has um, SMSed in, quote, what's with the zero criticism of the Muslim women's AFL player and Pride Pride match um, talk about woke behaviour? Gabriel, now I'm not really sure what um, woke is a very broad term, often used seriously, often used perhaps not so um, straightforwardly or queer forwardly. Uh Um, So I, I will just talk about the issue in general here, Gabriel. I think there's... You know, an interesting way that this has been done. And I think that um, the player in question has, I think, hand, I thought at least handled it well. Now, do I agree? That's a different issue. Um, um, but I think that the obvious comparison here, people say, well, what about Israel Folau? Well, Israel Folau was self-entitled, disobeyed a contract, did his own thing, lots of... Um, very different, um, you know, sort of issues there. This person talked about it with their teammates, um, Hanin Zrika, and, um, you know, sort of said, look, I just can't do this. Didn't make a big song and dance about it, so to speak, and just went ahead and did what she had to do and did it in a more win-win conciliatory, dare I say, feminine way than the toxic masculinity that um, Israel Folau exhibited. Um, and then, of course, whether he was part of it or not, or whether other people used his issues for themselves, not mentioning any names, <coughs> Australian Christian lobby. Oh, sorry, technically Australian, not Christian, um, definitely a lobby. And I, I therefore, you know, I think there's a, this one, I, I therefore have a whole, you know, this one isn't as clear cut as some other things here, Gabriel. But I think it's a good question to ask, but it shows how you genuinely can agree to differ. You don't have to you know, come out shaking your fist at anyone, and that's whether you are, in inverted commas, left, right, or centre. 
you can just say, look, this is the stance that I have to take. I don't, I don't want to do it to attack anyone else. It's not just because I want to do it. I genuinely believe in it. It shows some depth. So not really sure what the exact question is about there, but um, if you are listening today or later on to um, one of the um, to the podcast or on demand or repeat on 5 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time Wednesday, um, let me know, Gabriel. I'd love to hear more from you. Also had another SMS, which I've lost the um, um, the exact SMS. I thought I'd backed it up to my um, laptop copiously, but hadn't. And it was just on the last program that I did live last year following the um, so-called Victoria Police Town Hall. Now, this was a town hall that police had with the LGBTIQA plus communities after debates about marching in Pride March, which I always acknowledges an issue that evokes strong passions, feelings and emotions from all angles. And you know, I have to say a lot of time, you know, sometimes it isn't handled well and sometimes it isn't. And the SMS I got, and I, as I say, don't have it in front of me, said, oh, was it a, a woke conversation? Well, I have to say to, I think it was John who sent that in. John, I heard from three separate, totally independent sources that it was a bit of a schmooze fest. It wasn't woke at all. It was all a lot of PR and anyone who wasn't middle class, assimilationist, gay or lesbian was sort of brushed aside with platitudes or not allowed to ask questions. It was all very stage managed. And that's not going to help police. And linking into Pride March, the police seem to have some rainbow colouring over their uniforms, those the police who marched. But I don't really think that's enough of an answer. It's a step, and I acknowledge that it shows that there's an attempt to listen, but I've got to get to the systemic root issues. And to me, the systemic root issue is that you've got a range. There's all sorts of police. There's 11,000. I don't mean all sorts, as in whether they're gay or heterosexual. Uh, someone said to me yesterday, there's lots of police who, gen- who join the force because they genuinely want to try to make a difference, you know, help people's lives, commit to service, that sort of thing, knowing, of course, that it's tough. And then you will get the types who it's, oh, I've got a uniform, I've got a stripe of mum, I'm God, you know. And I deliberately do that in a macho toxic masculinity voice because that's what it is. Acknowledging all the things we've seen where police have fallen, um, you know, fallen in a heap, so to speak, you know, content note transphobia, tweeting out pictures of a trans person in, at a police station, content note um, ableism slash um, prejudice against people with disability and the horrible situation with a disability pensioner, content note racism, um, damaged, I better say very carefully, someone's, a person of colour's arm is less functioning than it was before interaction with police. All these things. Well, you know, my question therefore is at the bottom is, gee, surprise, surprise, toxic masculinity. And that's a very, you know, it comes down to so much of it. Um, you know, all, whilst toxic masculinity isn't just a gendered thing, it's a sort of behaviour that misuses power over people in lots of ways, whether it's ableism, um, neurotypicality, sex or gender, sexuality, skin colour, all sorts of things. And we've you know, done the easy stuff in um, you know, some, so many of our powerful institutions, um, whether it's the low-hanging fruit isn't quite um, the, the metaphor I want here. You know, we've done the sort of, okay, we've set up some liaison offices, and I'm not saying they're a bad thing, that's a good thing to do, but we've sort of addressed symptoms, what's the cause? And I used to be um, on the 
um, under its various names, LGBTI Police Advisory Group, and raised this issue of machos and ones and goes, oh, we're never going to change that. Well, there's your problem. If you just say you can't change it, you won't. And I think um, we have this huge problem um, of um, um, you know, sort of um, um, you know, police machoism, and of course in so many other institutions, um, you know, sort of um, you know, taking time. Hello, Parliament. I want to talk about Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins in greater detail today. Um, so many others, and in all sorts of places. And the problem that I have is that, or not the problem, I think something that could address this is um, where are, I'm always, a, you know, and this, I'm probably not going to be popular or populist for saying this, where are what I call in simple terms the good men? And by that I mean your nice cisgender, presume mostly heterosexual men, but, you know, gay men need to do take a stance on this too, standing up for others. You know, we have, you know, in so many layers, a hierarchy of privilege. Well, if all of them knocked out both the, the bad behaviour and called out and called in, I'll say, I should say first, called in the people who are behaving badly on both the big stuff and the little stuff, well, we'd knock it over by five o'clock next Friday. Well, maybe the week after, seriously, um, just in time for Mardi Gras in a couple of weeks. But we need those allies and in the same way that trans people need lots of cis people to support us. So really, um, that's where we need to be doing the work. And that's the same in the police force. And so there needs to be channels for police to come forward. But there's this whole thing, oh, police stick together, got to be loyal to the force. No, 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 no. I dug out an old, an old um, movie that I found on the net from 1988. It's called The Clean Machine. It's um, fictional, but it is very much set at the time after the end of the Rand government uh, and Griner came in and about how police, um, the politicians appoint a um, someone they think is going to be a bit of a useless sort of um, um, puppet to head a, an internal investigation. He gets, gets the corruption right up to the top. Now, I'm not talking corruption here, but I'm saying it needs everyone to set the example. And so what are you know police at the top doing on a day-to-day basis to stamp out this machoism? And once you realise someone's an innocent citizen, or even if they're a civil offender, they've done, you've got to book them for 66 in a 60 zone, you don't have to be a thug about it. And until this that sort of behaviour is stamped out, people are going to say, well, they do it, and our politicians in Parliament do similar things in terms of sexual harassment. Why should we do better? So leadership always, as much as I don't like hierarchy, always needs to come from the top of a structure. And, well, we're not getting much leadership at the moment. I'd better have a deep breath um, before I go on with that. Um, and um, in the meantime, let's have a listen to the CD I got late last year, Matt Katsis, um, live at the Wheaty, um, when I went down to Vic Market, and there he was busking. Yay, we can be out and about and see these things and hear these things. Here's Matt. Well, I had to do some country. Um, his his cover of Ring of Fire. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Hey, hey you guys might know this one. I always enjoy doing this with a Johnny Cash number. Feel free to have a sing. Pressure's on now, right? Love a burning flame makes for a fiery rain 
3CR listeners, it's Sally from Out of the Pan here. Hope you're doing well. 3CR is currently having a subscriber drive and we'd really ask you to see if you're not a subscriber already to support us in becoming one. There's lots of reasons. You can support the diverse radio that is 3CR. In particular, you can support Out of the Pan and right now queer and in particular trans and gender diverse people need your support in relation to the so-called religious discrimination bill, but also to talk about the great positive things that queer people and allies achieve, and Out of the Pan does that. You also get to have a say, a vote, in the running of the station. So, please consider it. I can't say you'll be able to pass a motion that will get rid of the puns on Out of the Pan, but, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. So call on 94198377 or go to our website at 3cr.org.au to join. And we'd love to have you cooking in the pan with us. Johnson Street Fiesta is back. After a two-year hiatus, we're celebrating Hispanic and Latin American culture with a street party in Fitzroy. Join us on Johnson Street on February 26 and 27 as we eat, sing, and dance our hearts out. To find out more, visit jarracity.vic.gov.au slash rediscover. A 3CR supporter. Too awesome to have great events coming out and about again. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. The previous announcement was read without moving my lips. Uh, Seriously. 
Um, I had a message in from Mel, if I can find it. What have I done with it? There it is. Uh, Mel has said, quote, There is no comparison with Israel Folau, and this player did it with a much more thoughtful and nuanced approach, which is sadly lacking in issues like this. There would have been a lot more behind-the-scenes work with the women's group. Using simplistic terms is counterproductive. Great thoughts there, Sally. Yeah, look, to- totally agree with you on that. You know, um, it was thoughtful and nuanced. I love that word. That is what is missing in so much conversation nowadays. It's five-second tweets and sound bites and um, as much as I hate a military analogy, and I'm going to come to this um, in terms of the federal election, um, it's looking like it's going to be that one's going to be a very dirty campaign. And you know, it's sort of these um, the analogy that a Guardian article used back in the during the 2019 federal election campaign. As much as I hate military analogies, was you know, Morrison just came out firing at random from the trenches. Well, he's going to do it again, and that's um, not looking scary. Uh, not looking good at all. It's looking very scary, I beg your pardon. And we need nuance. You know, people, we just don't stop and seem to reflect as much nowadays. Um, no, people just not focused. I don't know. Um, got another uh, message in from Mel and had a couple, so I'll catch up on this one first. Um, and I will say content warning here, uh, racism, lateral violence. Um, I'm not sure if I put this in, I meant to put this in last week, talking to Peter. But uh, Mel, you sent in a great article um, just um, before the first show of the year from um, Out News. Human rights campaign's first black leader sues over firing alleged alleging racial bias. And um, the nation's largest queer advocacy group said it fired Alfonso David for helping former New York Governor Andrew Como respond to allegations of sexual misconduct. And... Um, you know, um, yet he has um, then, according to this article in Out News, saying he alleged that he was underpaid and terminated because he is black and that the HRC has a deserved, quote, deserved reputation for unequal treatment of its non-white employees, end quote. Alfonso David, a black civil rights lawyer who led the HRC for over two years, was fired after he assisted, um, you know, Andrew Como, um, and he contends he was fired because he was black and that there were discriminatory uh, employment practices. David alleges that while discussing his contract renewal, HRC board members, quote, unquote, acknowledged that he was paid less than his white predecessor, quote, because of his race. He says he is repeatedly discouraged from discussing race in public and the board members, um, you know, did um, did not respond to NBC News. Um, actually, sorry, this is on NBC News, not Out News, but it is about Out Stuff. Um, and David also alleged that um, um, one board me- white board member told him, gosh, um, con- um, as I say, content, general content note here, but on this one, we all know you're black. Why do you keep telling us that? Oh, no, that's not the thing to say. Um, and um, there's um, the HRC's interim president said that um, um, Alfonso David's statement is riddled with untruths. Um, and then he says, um, the HRC board member says, Mr. David's actions were a painful revelation because so many members of queer communities are survivors of assault and harassment. And moving forward, we will not be distracted and remain focused on our critical work to bring full equality and liberation, especially for the most marginalised in our community. Well, that's the words. Hmm. I just hope there are actions to back them up. Um, so didn't really that sounded a bit wishy-washy vague to me is my 
opinion there, but um, well, what's, what happens, um, I don't know. All right, um, lots of things that leads off. As I said, it's the federal politics at the moment, gosh, dirtier than a dog rolling in a mud puddle at the moment, and a time where we need more and more leadership, which I'm going to link to Mel's next message um, in a minute. Um, it's just been awful, and they're using the China card. And, well, also, um, this is where I'll link in um, to this message, and I'm, one wonders whether there'll be They'll try to play the trans card in this campaign, or the federal coalition will. And if you listen to the fabulous uh, James on In Your Face, 4 till 5 p.m. Um, Eastern, and um, on all the other technological means to listen to 3CR programs, he had Rodney Croom on the program on um, Friday, and declaring my interest that I've been volunteering to assist Just Equals Committee. Rodney Croom is with Just Equal. That's the um, membership-based LGBTI advocacy organisation as distinct from the more corporate one, which is Equality Australia. And, um, you know, we have to be a little careful here. Is this so-called religious discrimination bill dead? The Senate sitting for a few more days before the election um, is allegedly due. And I wouldn't put it past Scott Morrison to try to sneak it back in, you know, you know, but, try, but someone will say, but it hasn't Scott called another inquiry. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's called another inquiry. But are you telling me to 100% trust Scott Morrison? No. And I didn't, by the way, um, waste about 30 minutes of my life last Sunday night watching 60 minutes. I knew that would be 30 minutes of my life I'd never have again. And glad I didn't. And one of my dear friends sent me an email, a message this morning, um, um, which really analyzes the double standards in that um it's from mamamia.com, who always do pretty good news. Um, and, you know, sort of, um, um, and just the whole thing, the ukulele, Jenny apologising. Jenny doesn't run the country, Scott. You've got to take the buck stops with you, as the old saying goes. So um, get a boot to, to get Les act together. Um, so, um, yeah, looking pretty messy. And I just think that, you know, we've got to be, alert, not alarmed, I suppose, to use that saying about where we're at with federal politics and as it affects trans people in particular and queer. Um, Mel's message that's come in, or one thereof, um, quote, I think with younger feminists today in the mode of Grace Tame and Chantel Contos, we're able to emphasise intersectionality that includes race and class, which is what the Muslim player did. If we want to have a free world, we need to talk about faith, class and race, which has made some queer activists feel uncomfortable. Good comments there, Mel. I mean, I, you know, um, people say, oh, look at what religion does. I don't agree with that one, for an example. Um, you know, the organised religious organisations, a la Christian Lobby and churches, of course, have done all, well, um, Australian Christian Lobby obviously don't agree with them. And, of course, churches in the past have done horrible, horrible things and that, you know, really damaged lives. But um, I don't. I don't think it's fair to always bucket every, say, every Catholic or every Anglican or every Jewish person. Or I just think we've got to take everything on its merits. And again, nuance. Gosh, state of change is our theme for today. Maybe a state of change to get to more nuance. And of course, there are queer people of faith. And I went to the. I got invited to speak. I think I mentioned briefly last week at the. Um, annual Pride Shabbat service at Temple Beth, the progressive synagogue in St Kilda, went along. And, you know, I don't, I, I always say my temple is in my temple. I don't need to go to a building to get my faith. But 
I get a booster, a faith booster shot, if you like, when I go to that service. It's always just a, a lovely, warm occasion with the right sort of energy for me. It's not over-the-top, rah-rah, sort of um, evangelical. just has a nice feel to it. And a wonderful address, I should add, by um, Todd Commissioner Todd Fernando. Um, and great um, weaving of themes and intersectionality between Judaism and Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander. Um, and so... Yeah, um, but Grace Tame and Chantel Contos and Brittany Higgins. Well, few things. Chantel Contos um, was part of an announcement that there's going to be compulsory um, consent education in schools, or at least in government schools to start with, which is massively overdue. Now, consent isn't my biggest area of expertise. I like to think that because of knowing about queer stuff, I'm a little. It has helped me further along. So this is just hugely welcome. And I just hope that it's consenting and inclusive and, uh, sorry, inclusive and intersectional and doesn't take a cis-hetero sort of lens. But it's a great you know, step forward that this has happened at long last and will, I think, result in huge ex- ex- exponential generational change. But um, I've got to say the week before last, um, after the horrible, horrible situation of the Religious Discrimination Bill, it was really interesting. I mentioned last week, I just didn't sleep as Wednesday became Thursday, had a horrible night, also had some other personal circumstances going on, and was zonked. So I, and also with the focus on the bill, understandably, I didn't watch the Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins press conference live. And I caught up on it on the Thursday, after I'd had a Trana nap on the Thursday afternoon and the bill had been withdrawn, and watched it, and it was just so, so good. They just, they just have just such an energy to them. It's a positive warm, strong energy, what they say, how they say it. Um, they just, you know, they don't take no nonsense from nobody. Um, that's a politer version of what um, um, piano man Billy Joel used to say at the end of his concerts. And there was one question in which was brilliant, in particular from SBS journalist Shuba Krishnan, and um, which linked in what they were talking about. She asked a question about the religious discrimination bill and whether directly or not trans. And it was A, it's a great question, and it shows why SBS and ABC do better journalism a lot of the time than commercial. Um, but B, the answers from Grace and Brittany, I'm not going to um, spoil, do a spoiler here, teasers. Um, you know, so um, just watch it, um, watch the whole thing. I, I just, I felt uplifted after all the, you know, the horrible stuff I'd been through. And Grace and Brittany just have so much um, spunk to them and no nonsense. And, of course, in, the, in this week, we've seen this nonsense about um, the situation with Grace Tame smoking, um, a picture of Grace Tame smoking a bong. Well, whoop-de-doo, Hogan, is all I can say to that. Um, there's so many double standards in that. I mean, how many times, you know, do we have pictures of male politicians with alcohol. And I'm going to link that to another issue in a minute, um, which in terms of double standards on intersectionality. Um, you know, gosh, if, you know, if we excluded everyone from relative degrees of public life because they'd smoked a bong or tried something, well, hang on, who would we end up with? No, don't go there. Um, seriously. I mean, it's utterly ridiculous. I'm going to take this opportunity to say that once I tried to inhale a bong and nearly choked to death and never did it again. And there isn't even a picture. Oh, no, I've outed myself. My career is over. 
and what a load of poo. And Grace Tame's response um, that I saw last night on Twitter, um, a series of tweets, um, at Tame Punk, just blew me away. She's just, oh, she's just so incredibly, you know, has the right, what we'll call positive masculinity and positive femininity in the right blend in a, and in a non-binary way and just does it so well. She just, um, they both blow me away. I um, as someone who likes speaking on panels, it's my dream to be on a panel with them one day or one or both of them. They really are phenomenal. And um, um, so the other thing that has um, I, um, parent, I also just noticed on Twitter this morning, um, one thing that did happen that was fab over the summer was, of course, Ash Barty um, winning the Australian Open and um, the surprise of Yvonne Goulogon-Cawley coming out to present the trophy and now there's a big gefuffle about how the Ashbardi drink afterwards was unpaid alcohol advertising. Now, how many times do we see straight white men with a glass of beer in their hand at a pub with advertising in the background of both parties? I mean, you know, this week there's been debate about the likely or possible closure of the Curtin Hotel near the corner of Ligon and Victoria, the Labor Party watering hole. Now, there's all sorts of pictures of beer and alcohol there, but no one has a go about it. But an Indigenous woman um, has one beer after breaking a 40-plus year championship drought, and oh no, that's terrible. Mm, double standards, anyone? And a good article by um, Palmer Guinness in the opinion pages of today's Sunday Age saying, stop the petty misogynism. Well well done there. Um, Mel's emailed in that um, Albo's partner has um, spilt the beans, um, Jodie Hayden, um, and this will, the interview will run in the Australian Women's Weekly. Well, look, I didn't watch, as I say, the Scott Morrison thing last night, um, and oh, last week. And as I say, I'm not going to. I, as I say, I've, I had to exit mould the bathroom tiles or something like that. And look, I don't, I'm sure Albo's partner is a nice person, but I don't care. They're not the ones who are accountable here. Um, and um, oh, um, Mel's come in and said that. Chanel Contos has done research in that queer space and consent as well. It's on TikTok and Instagram. Well, see, this is where the 56-year-old farts um, like me need to catch up with things. And Mel's also said, Grace has schooled the media again this week. Yeah, this is what I love. She just, she lifts me, Mel. Uh, You know, I've had some pretty horrible personal circumstances in the last two years, not physical or sexual abuse, but a lot of emotional trauma involved. And then the religious discrimination bill, and it's interestingly all culminated at, at the same time. But um, watching Grace and Brittany, they're, they're just, wow, they're just, I just don't know what it is. As I say, it's an energy thing. Um, so, yeah, lots to talk about today. Um, I'll come back to the issue we opened with on end of Pride March in the next segment and do more. There's so much on upon which to catch up on. Um, they're into wit. And um, in the meantime, let's have some more music. What have I got? What did I plug in? Here's Willow. Um, I um, got to catch up with Willow at Carnival, albeit briefly. I just caught him on st- um, one of the stages there. And his album, Out of My Hands, well, it came into my hands um, late last year. It's very, very awesome. It has the two singles, Release and Small Hometown. Here's a beautiful ballad from it called Long Way Home. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital. 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
it's up to us, the people. We need a treaty in this country. We need the end to the war in this country. And the only way we can do that is through a peace treaty. Not the one you see in Victoria, not the one you see in Queensland, not the one you see in the Northern Territory, because they talk treaty and still lock our people up. They still kill our people. They still desecrate our land and our water. A treaty means peace. A treaty means equality. And a treaty means justice. Thank you. You're listening to Radical Radio on 3CR, 855 on your AM dial, 3CR digital, and podcasting and streaming on 3cr.org.au. Yarra City Arts presents The Bandwagon, a new pop-up COVID-safe live entertainment venue at Condell Reserve this Sunday, February 20, from 6 to 8pm. Featuring punk rockers The Switches, who at age 13 will be playing their third public show, indie pop artist Ilka, who writes songs instead of getting therapy, and 16-year-old Cooper Jack, producer of Indie Pop Beats. For all Yarra Staycation events, visit yarracity.vic.gov.au slash rediscover. Yarra City Arts is a 3CR supporter. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au, three CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting uh, noon through one Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And yes, we are um, in what is now in one name today called the City of Yarra. Um, been doing stuff for the Queer Ways Arts Project about queer places in Yarra, voiceovers and interviews and things. A lot we don't know. And, you know, there is a queer history everywhere. And I think we need to, I think, give that connection to it. And obviously in an intersectional way as well. Um, lots of messages coming in um, today. And um, Mel is uh, abundant today. Poly, poly messaging, um, so to speak, Mel. Um, abundance of messages, which is fair enough. Good to hear from you. And hello to all our listeners. Remember, you can tune in. I'll wrap up the um, conversation topic for today. Just got um, Mel's um, messages. Um, queer stuff coming up, as well as in Yarra. Um, well, a positive booster shot with the queer exhibition coming up at the National Gallery of Victoria in the next two weeks. Yes, that's a happen on Thang. And Mel's asked me who will win this upcoming election, both a state and federal level, Sally. Well, I'm still smarting from, I'm, I'm not a sufologist, I, can, I, I can't even say the word. We'll leave it to Anthony Green, but if um, from a totally amateur lay prediction, look, it would have to be something really, really major in the next, I'll do the state election first, that's the easy one to, for Daniel Andrews to lose. I'm well aware of issues such as the allegations about the red shirts thing, the sexual harassment, and that latter part shows that no man, no matter how 
good they are, I think, is perfect on diversity. And, of course, I'm not on perfect on all forms of diversity. There's a lot of men who still have the, but I wouldn't beat up my wife mentality, so they think they're nice. Well, maybe um, staff is in Daniel Andrews' office. Maybe Daniel Andrews himself could still improve. We all can. I don't have a problem with that. Um, But are they enough to bite into... um, a huge lower house majority that the ALP has. I don't think they are. So I'd be comfortable enough to put a few bob, a few bob to use the old saying, on the state ALP um, getting back. Federal, as I said earlier, gosh, Mel, I mean, it's looking like a very dirty um, sort of obfuscated, there's a big word for a Sunday, thank God the coffee's kicked in, very murky campaign um, that's going on, and I'm just—I'm not going to predict that in a million years. Um, whether it's a hung parliament of some sort, you know, or not, even I couldn't predict that at all. It's going to need um, to be a lot closer to the day. I mean, we've seen many times now in this day and age of instant media that the last few days can be critical. So, sorry, not putting even a, a brass razoo on a result there. There's an old saying. Go look that up if you're intergenerational. So wrapping up the um, thing for today about after Pride, some of the comments I had from people during the week were that perhaps allies, um, so let's start with totally cisgender, heterosexual, endosex allies, no family, you know, known queer family members, um, could write something that they're going to do the next day on a piece of paper where it gets stuck on a board and they take a copy and action it at network the next day. We've got all these you know, sort of corporate and government allies there, maybe they could learn something and talk to something, and that would keep the energy going at least after the day. That was one suggestion I had. Um, in fact, a couple of people said that. Um, but how do we keep the energy there? How do we keep the spirit going? I remember way back in the early days when I went to Pride and it was at 5pm and then you'd go into the Katani Gardens afterwards, there was the karaoke setup and... You know, everyone would be singing along and it'd be lots of fun. And yes, maybe people had had a couple of refreshments, which can be of assistance or not of assistance to karaoke. But there was a spirit and an energy there. And then, of course, there'd be 15 renditions with everyone joining in Jonah's Pride, things like that. Um, it just seems it just seems to lack focus. And I have to say I felt this a bit last week at the decriminalisation street party, you know, where 50, 3CR was 50 metres from the entrance, so I did wander around after last week's show. It just felt a bit unfocused, and I, d- I don't have the answers. I admit that event organising is not my thing, which is why I raised it. But um, in the words, and in the words of the late great Rowdy Roddy Piper, just when you thought you had all the answers, I've changed the questions. So I thought I'd change the questions. But I think we do have to ask this. It just sometimes doesn't feel right, and I know there's some. Um, places in the world. I remember meeting someone from England when I way back when I was over, one of the two times I've been overseas and went to a queer conference overseas, and they were saying that one Brighton in England, as opposed to Brighton here, darlings, um, they they would charge people to get into the pride, the after pride event. You know, well that's you know, gee, that's very middle class cisgender gay and lesbian, isn't it? Um, what if you're a poor, you know, trans person, sex worker, person of colour, whatever else? Um, poor in the monetary sense of the word. So, yeah, we've got an issue here. It seems like it's common, as I say, but um, maybe we'll just keep that one punting along. But um, other things just have been oot and a boot, uh, gradually sticking the head out over the last few weeks. Did go to Carnival, 
numbers well down um, compared to, well, 2020 and most previous years. There was one year, 2004, where it bucketed down rain, and that obviously damaged the numbers. Um, but um, I can understand why it was really hot and steamy, and at, th- at that point the Omicron wave was at the dreaded peak. So I totally respect anyone's, any group or individual's decisions to go or not go to anything at the moment. Um, but the spirit was there. It was, well, a small queer booster shot to keep that analogy going. Um, uh, Mel suggested an idea that we have a big, long queer lunch similar to the food festival. Well, look, that's an idea. Just somewhere where perhaps people sit and exchange ideas. I mean, you know, and food's always a great way to do that. It's one of the great social um, connectors of our of our time. And you could have all sorts of ranges of food, multicultural cooking, um, um, carnivore, vegetarian, fooditarian, the whole thing. That's, that's, there's something in that, Mel. Um, and so, yeah, carnival was pretty cool, but I think we'll be back to full strength next year. I have been out and about. I am, although this is a radio show, I've got my Richmond AFLW Pride Jumper on today. Um, I didn't get any when they first came out, but got on a waiting list. So thank you to the um, Richmond Merchandise Store for phoning me and saying, yes, we've got an extra large that's been returned. Yay! It's not 100% best fit, but it's still good, and I just love the design on it um, in so many ways, intersection of indigenous, Indigenous and queer. So I'm very comfortable here in the studio today. Um, and that was um, the AFL Pride game I went to, Richmond Fremantle. But I suppose we've still got the issue there of trans women in sport. Well, not that it should be an issue. I think it's a non-issue. The same as bathrooms is a non-issue. Um, so if we, you know, if we put our brains to it collectively and without emotion and did it in a safe way, we'd be able to work it out. And the ICAA, the, the athletics organisation in America, I think has done that to some extent. But of course, um, media is having a beat up on it. Gee, surprise, surprise. Um, been to lots of other things as well. I went to a wedding Friday week ago um, and the city's coming back to life. Also went to a, so there was a glam up and fancy dressed as well. And yesterday went to Herring Island um, in, in the Yarra. Never been there, lived in Melbourne 56 and a half years. So outdoor events are good to do as you can, particularly while the weather is holding pretty well here in this part of the world. Um, reasonable, not too hot, um, but um, calm and not windy or anything. So get out while you can. Um, so yes, a bit of a linkage there to Out of the Blue, who proceed, um, well in the Yarra's case it's Out of the Brown, um, who proceed Out of the Pan and Freedom of Species. There's lots of native species and flora and fauna on Herring Island and that's where you can listen to Freedom of Species next. Um, but something new as part of the state of change of today's program is the brand new Midnight Oil album. I haven't done it in years. I went to a store on the day an album was released and got Resist, and it's brilliant. only had a couple of listens so far, but it's just they've got it all together. Um, whether it will be their last album or not, I'm not sure. It's certainly their last tour, and all the cheap seats are gone, so... Um, I'm not sure if I want to crowd raise for a, no, only kidding, um, for a big seat, but um, let's have a listen to close the show. Thanks to Mel and John and Gabriel and all the people who communicated in today. Uh, remember to do that. Take it out today, though, with Tarkine from Midnight Oil's album, great, great new album, their 15th studio album, Resist. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.
been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.